Ahoy there, legendary listener. Welcome to another episode of the Halo Effect podcast. My name is Lauren Quellhurst, and this podcast journeys into the world of people from all walks of life. And through the power of communication, I aim to shine light on topics that will ultimately add value. It's designed to inspire, ignite, and uplift the speaker and listener through exposing the beauty that exists within the raw and the real. It's a wherever, whenever kind of podcast where you can find an episode to match your mood, the weather, or the company. If you or someone you know has a story that will add value, please get in touch and we'll aim to get them onto the podcast. So get ready for the value to come. Get set with your favorite tea or coffee for the run. And let's go. Let's dive deep, shine some light, and have some fun. And so the halo effect begins. Welcome to another episode of the halo effect. And we have the beautiful Trishna Sharma here, which I just feel super excited about and like most people that I have on here, I kind of barely know them from a bar of soap, but I, I reached out to Trishna and, and I got back this beautiful message and I'm going to give her a brief introduction before I allow her to, to speak for herself. But what I find really, really cool is that true to her beautiful name as it is, it's the Sanskrit word meaning thirst for knowledge. and already that is just like, well, that's my reason for connecting with her because I'm someone <laughs> who also believes that knowledge is power um, and that, you know, power without knowledge can be super dangerous. Like, and I think that we see that in so many areas of life. So Trishna is also a psychic healer. She's a writer and a channeler. And as we start to chat a little bit more, Trishna will tell you, all about that and put it in a very layman's term so it doesn't sound all woo-woo because I know that a lot of people can freak out when they hear anything spiritual but if they know me and they've been following me for a while they'll be like oh well this is so Lauren this is so somebody she would have on um so there's all sorts of places that you'll be able to find Trishna but essentially um, knowledge and especially multi-dimensional knowledge allows us to tr transform from within, which then creates transformation and desired outcomes without, so outside of us. So she's currently channeling a book on the lesser known laws of the universe to create those inner and outer transformations to her readers. So there's so many things that I already have to like ask you about this book and this new venture that you're mm -hmm. on. Um, because as we were just speaking before, Trishna was saying, you know, it was an interesting concept of, of trying to put like who she is and what she does because she's currently going through a transition at the moment of like, what do I do? And I know so many people would be able to relate to that. So without further ado, I'm going to bring... Trishna to the virtual stage and let her speak for herself. Um, if I didn't introduce anything or I didn't include anything, please just um, include that as well and tell us <clears throat> how and why you do the work that you do today. 
Okay, yeah, sounds good. Hi, everyone. Um, thank you. That was a beautiful introduction. Before I get into the answer to that, I actually, um, I'm glad you mentioned, like, Trisha's going to talk to you about it and like more grounded terms, things that aren't, that aren't so woo-woo. And that made me think about the, the term channeling. When I first heard about channelers, I was like, wait, what is that? That's kind of weird. Like, what's right. going on? Um, channeling is actually, yeah, it's actually something that we all do at some point here or there throughout probably every week at least we're doing that. It just comes in different forms. So, you know, if you like to create art and you're, you know, working on your masterpiece and you're just painting away and you get into that flow state and sometimes it feels like your hand is moving for you or someone else is moving your hand or the artwork is just flowing out of you and it's not really conscious, that is a form of channeling. Or if you're just writing away and you're creating some kind of fiction story and then the characters just seem to be talking to each other and like creating their own storylines and their own dialogues. And you're like, oh, okay, I like how this is going, but it's not really consciously you that's channeling as well. Or, you know, athletes who get into that zone and are just maybe on the basketball court and are at the right place at the right time and hitting all those hoops. So yeah, channeling sounds like weird and scary and strange, but um, we can all relate to it in different ways. So. I love that girl. Cause I, I, I'm really glad that you pointed out that particular point in general, because I think as well, when I first heard channeling, like many, many years ago, it was like, oh, so which aliens are contacting you and what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah you're, what you're referring to is channeling is like it can be anything when you're writing when you're in flow state and when you're in this like oh I almost feel like I didn't do it like or I didn't think about it so it's almost like a meditative state in a way of like mm. contacting something bigger than yourself and um yeah you explained it so eloquently but but keep going with letting us know okay. what led you here. And yeah, I'm just so curious to know about you. And okay, she's gorgeous cool. in pink. If you're listening to oh, this thank you. um, later, you, you, you won't be getting the visuals, but if you watch it on YouTube, you'll get to see her beautiful pink shirt. It's just lighting me up. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. This is like one of my favorites actually. And I was like, oh, today's a special day. Let's, uh, let's wear the best. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so what I do and why I do it and how I got here. So I think like with most stories, it's very um, not a straight path. And there's like a lot of paths that lead up into that one thing. So I would say that there's probably about three storylines or three story arcs of Trishna that all kind of led to channeling the secret laws of the universe. Um, so the first one would be obviously psychic. So that's something that started when I was very young, I would get like premonitions, I would see what was going to happen within 30 seconds. So I'd see something and be like, Oh, what, what, what was that? And then bam, it would just happen. And as I got older, that timeline for whatever reason extended. So it was like 30 seconds, then it'd be a few minutes. Um, I remember driving in the car with my dad once and I just knew that the car next to me was going to swerve into our lane. And so I had a few minutes and I slowed down and made space and boom. <laughs> so we were all okay. Um, and then it kind of continued to lengthen where sometimes it's months. Uh, so basically that's kind of how it started was the whole psychic thing kind of found me. And I didn't really know how to control it. It was just this thing that I could do sometimes. And I was that weird eight-year-old kid that would be in gym class and they would pull up the numbers like a hey, group four, you're going to go out and like your turn to play. And I would call it out before and I'd just be like, I'm psychic. <laughs> um, and I had, I didn't have, uh, yeah, I didn't have any fears about it. Um, and then I kind of dropped off. Like it just, 
was something that I somehow forgot about. But in my high school years, uh, friends would ask me like how things were going to turn out for them. And I didn't realize I was reading them. Like it was just a conversation that we were having, but it would come true and they would call me their lucky charm. And I still didn't make that connection that, oh, it's like a psychic thing. <laughs> um, that happened in my 20s. I met um, a woman named Stephanie who knew how to control like energies and things like that. And she kind of gave me like one tip of, oh, just you interpret it like this. And that was it. After that point, I could basically do it on call whenever you know I'm in that mood. And um, so that's where the psychic line kind of comes from. And that ties into the channeling. My favorite kind of reading really is to do channelings of animal spirits. So oh, whenever my sister I will love you. Yeah. <laughs> Does she have a favorite animal? She's a dog trainer, um, but more more invested into the human psychology side. But she's just so connected to animal and the wolf. So yeah, I'll she if she comes back in, I'll get her to say hey. Mm -hmm. Okay, man, I should wear my wolf necklace today. <laughs> ah, yes. Wolf is a big one for me too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, animal channeling is my favorite. That's definitely my favorite. Animals and nature. Like I, you know, even snow, I'll like want to have a conversation with it. And if that sounds woo-woo, I can explain that in terms too. Okay. <laughs> so I love the laws of the universe and the secrets of the universe. And what I'm channeling is going to be kind of expanding and newer laws, but there are like seven foundational laws that I still like a lot of times when I'm channeling, it will tie into those. They definitely are the, the basis. And I think one of them is basically called like the law of mentalism or all is mind. And essentially all is mind. And that's how we can connect to each other and how I can do a reading for someone, even though we're not in the same place. It could be across the world, over the internet, even in different times, like I could be doing a reading and they could be sleeping and still be picking up on them. So all is mind. And so if I'm reading an animal, um, I'm still picking up on valuable universal knowledge because we're all part of the universe and it's part of me and it's just magic. <laughs> uh, I, I'm like already in my head. So let's just book in 20 more episodes together because I'm so, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love this stuff. Let's do it. Let's yeah, actually I, like, do it. I'm in you the zone. To? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Commit. Okay. I had, um, it's, it's funny that you say that because I had some some fears about doing this podcast and of course there's a typical like oh I'm gonna be asked questions like do I know what I'm gonna say but really one of the ones that it was was like I feel like I have a lot to say and what if I don't get to say it all <laughs> right so, and this is exactly yeah. what this whole podcast situation is is like so many people think you know it's just my story I just do it or I'm just psychic it's like excuse me sorry mm -hmm. back it up like 20 years and like tell me all about that and like um yeah. something that actually stuck with me with what you said is like there's three steps which guys we will get into this we're just getting in our um girly chat here but it was like mm -hmm. your name is Trishna and like in that I mm -hmm. love words and letters and it's like try or three and you know you were saying like the three steps I'm like oh this is so cool and the fact that we had like a lunar eclipse last night I'm like oh like this is just amazing so yeah keep going I'm just yeah um <laughs> I thought the day the day that we picked for this was very like fortuitous and magical because it mm. is the lunar eclipse for the Sagittarius full moon and I was like oh yeah. it's exciting <laughs> what's your rising sign mine I'm like a rising Sag and um yeah uh, okay I am a Capricorn sun I am a Gemini rising and a uh, Virgo moon I'm a Gemini but sun my... makes sense 
Yeah. Okay. That's why we connect. Yeah. <laughs> um, if it was the Vedic system, I would actually be a Saggy sun sign. Uh, cause I use the Vedic. Yeah. So I'm, okay. I'm rising Sag and sun Gemini. So we'd kind of be the perfect uh -huh. polar opposites in a way. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Cool. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Keep going, girly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's the psychic track, and that's where the channeling portion of the secret laws that I'm writing. Um, the next portion is the writing portion. So writing is another. So I guess I would say that I was psychic as a child, and that's always been like a, a stream that's always been there. Writing is also a stream that's always been there, but I've never felt like a writer truly, even though it's been there, and it's only looking back where I'm like, hmm. Okay, because um, I first got into writing when I was like eight or nine. My mom, she babysat some of, babysat, it was like my friends at school and we come home from school, we're at elementary school. Um, so we'd all just hang out together, they were neighbors. And one of the girls who was in my grade, uh, she was very, very into writing. Like she is a phenomenal writer. And I think that's why I never associated myself with writers because I've had two in my life who were like really, tr truly talented. Um, but for whatever reason, it is a theme. So she introduced me to journaling and having a diary and everything like that. So that's been a thing that stuck ever since in some form or fashion. And and then, yeah, in school, um, I would get my writing work would get put in the literary magazines that would go out like every not semester, but like every few months. Um, in some of my classes, like we had the old projectors and you'd have like the, the laminated sheets. I don't know if right, you had that. Yes. Um, and they'd write on there and they'd like illuminate it. So sometimes they would take copies of what I wrote and put it on those little laminated things and like use it as, as an example. And for like writing class, they wanted us to write a 25 line poem. I wrote a 200 line poem. <laughs> um, I wrote my first, I know, I know. I wrote my first book when I was like 11 with chapters and everything, probably more of a novella, but you know. <laughs> and then I wrote an actual book that I self-published when I was 22 about office politics and all that career. So like, it's been there. Um, right. And then of the businesses that I've done, when I look back now, <laughs> the ones that were the most successful were the ones that had a very strong writing component. So it's like, wish I'd figured that out sooner, but you know. <laughs> Isn't it interesting time. though as well like when we don't get a certificate for something like we're like oh well I'm not a writer and it's like how we're mm -hmm. so ingrained in society to think like you know even with people not putting out their message because they're like well I'm not qualified as a coach or I'm not qualified mm -hmm. as a writer so I better not say it because if someone actually asked me about it I don't know it's like no like we we don't need that piece of paper to to validate everything that we do or to yeah move forward in that area because I reckon that yeah just already talking to you that um mm -hmm. like we'd resonate with each other's writings or like I I know that I would resonate with the way that you write because I love the way that you speak so it's yeah mm -hmm. I have to check that out yeah cool yeah you write as well I do yeah I write songs I also write poetry okay. and um yeah I've been writing like my whole life but I wouldn't either consider myself like a writer but like the thing that if I was to write down a list of the things that light me up it's like writing fun emails or like writing um mm -hmm. essays on something or writing a huge journal entry or whatever and I I love getting lost in the flow of the words and it's like again mm -hmm. the channeling thing when I'm in 
a state or I'm feeling inspired, it just, it comes out of me and people are like, how do you write like that? How do you just speak mm-hmm. to anybody? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm sure there is some sort of a framework here, but I feel like it's not me in a way. Like it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Nice. So you have channeling experiences also. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's mostly with my music, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I saw that you had a few songs, um, I think on your channel, but I didn't get a chance to check them out. So I'm definitely going to do that after this. Yay. There's some yeah. originals. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like the original ones you'll, you'll like, I actually like the covers okay. as well, but yeah, we'll have to check out each other's stuff. I feel like I'm going to be stalking you down after this and be like, tell me everything about Trishna. I need to know it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. No, I'm going to be doing the same. I've already started doing the same, but yes. you know, don't follow that. <laughs> tell the world that oh well it's broadcast whatever yeah oh all right it's okay I love you girl you're so awesome yeah same (laughs) yeah um okay so I guess a third the third wheel so I never made that connection between Trishna and Tri but yeah we're talking about three things so the last part is the secret so it's the channeling such psychic writing and secrets um I've definitely always been fascinated by like secret codes I used to buy these little secret code books and I've definitely always been a secret holder for people. And I have a very strong memory from when I was eight years old. That seems to be when a lot of things started. Yeah. Diary writing, psychic games at school, and um, this memory where, um, first of all, I wasn't very social. Like, I mean, I was very social, but I was not, I was not good at it. But it's like, did not come naturally to me. Yeah. So I had friends, but I was always kind of like, the lone wolf of sorts that didn't truly fit in with everybody didn't always quite get it but i had some friends who were like not friends in that moment they were in, kind of warring with each other and both of them were gathering groups that were on each of their sides and i was suddenly in the position of being in the middle of both of these sides and i was just like oh i want them to be friends also maybe i can be the hero and if i bring them together everyone will like me too So I kind of shared different things that each side would tell me with each other, which is like such a no-no, but I did it and it brought them together in their uh, anger at me. (laughs) So it worked, just not the way that I wanted it to, but that was like a very pivotal moment where I realized the power that someone's putting in you and the trust that they're putting in you when they're sharing something that they may not even tell you is in confidence, but it's, you know, sometimes you need to imply that for yourself. And somehow that theme has carried on for forever. Like at work in situations, I'll always be the person when there's political battles, people would come to my cube when I worked in an office and both of them would tell me their sides separately. And it was so awkward, but I was like people's secret holder and people would just, random people would just tell me stuff that they, I don't know why they would tell me that. I'm like, it's weird. Okay, cool. Um, So about a month ago, that's kind of where all this channeling is kind of coming to. I got this like download that download is inspiration, mm-hmm. like an idea. So putting in tangible terms, <laughs> um, I got this download where I was told that I'm the, the holder of secrets. And all of that kind of just like made sense where I'm going to be working with animals, working with nature spirits to basically channel the secrets that I hold, but like that I can access in different ways and I can share that with other people. And this time I get to share it with everybody. I don't have to keep it to myself. Yes. <laughs> so it's kind of been... Yeah, I'm excited about that. That is so cool because like there, that is such a beautiful trait that you have that people instantly trust you, but to hold a secret can 
it's a lot of energy for an energy worker. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. and, it, and it can withhold beauty as well. Like when you're holding on to something of like, this feels like it needs to be bigger than just myself. So I'm, I'm so yeah. happy that you get to share that. And I, I know that my sister is going to absolutely fall in love with you. I, I'm already just like, <laughs> oh my God, I need to know more about this animal stuff. I love animals too. What is your sister's name? Sarah. But okay. cool. I feel like, yeah, there's so much there, but I feel like I gave her a name when I moved over here and I'm just like, I think your real name is meant to be Sahara because she looks like you kind mm-hmm. of. Um, so uh-huh. it's, yeah, she's just got like the, like the darker features. Like I feel like mm-hmm. brown eyes, brown hair, but if we spoke, we sound the same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I really like that name. Sahara. It's oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right. Does she respond to that when you call her that? I haven't actually called her. Like, I feel like I was just like, I feel like this is your name, but I haven't actually uh-huh. used it a lot. She's like, oh my God, I love that. As soon as you said it, like I just, that resonates with me because it felt like just a rearranging of her name. And, you know, with like mm-hmm. astrology and letters and stuff, it can be sometimes a sequencing of, of like letters or, or patterning in our name that actually kind of like sums us up a little bit more. And it's not to use that as like a justification or, redefining somebody but yeah for some reason energetically that felt really beautiful because yeah I find her such a beautiful soul and I was like oh it's like Sahara Desert and I'm like lunar moon kind of situation (laughs) she's like the fire and I'm like the moon it's cool yeah but in the halo that's kind of it's like warm too yeah yeah (laughs) for sure yeah I've got fire don't get me wrong I've got Mm -hmm. a lot of fire (laughs) it is so nice to have a new spiritual friend Oh, so cool isn't it like I'm actually just so, like just talk to you about this stuff you oh yeah, yeah okay so this is actually a blanket that's on my oh, hair but yes. yeah it's like the, the the stars and the planets and stuff that my husband got me because yeah like that kind of stuff yeah I love <laughs> it couldn't tell. yeah I feel like we actually yeah. just need to hang out in person I'm getting this like huge vibe to time travel and see you somehow and I feel like that has to happen at some point but yeah like you said it's lovely to have someone who you can mix the the scientific with the spiritual but then the playful Mm -hmm. side as well which I know would be a part of your personality because you just look so jovial and joyful and it's like I just yeah I love that I love that mix in a human it's really special Mm mm-hmm yeah, no, I love that idea. Things are opening up, so it's yeah. possible soon. <laughs> yeah. So you in the midst of writing this book at the moment, is that what you were alluding to mm-hmm. with the seven, the seven levels? Yep, yep. So um, yes, so I am in the process of writing it. I started it about a week and a half ago, 10,000 words in. And so I consider that about a sixth, a fourth to the sixth of the way through. But yeah, making progress. So I have a, a few secret laws. <laughs> Yay. Amazing. Yeah. So like, Yeah, and I could share a few if you want me to, if it makes sense in the flow of this or this flow is exactly what the flow is. I would love to hear yeah. it. And um yeah, go ahead. Okay. Okay. So um I'll share the last one that I channeled, which is each of them like currently has an idea of a name of the law. So some of this may change, but I'm going to call it the law of keys. And part of this is going to sound super obvious, 
But also, I think when I give an example of how when I channeled it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been doing. Oops. <laughs> so, all right, the law of keys. Basically, whenever you want to manifest something, whatever your desire is, what I was getting is that there is always a key within that scenario. And that key, if you push on it or if you use it, it's like the magic button. If you push on that right key, it will make manifesting that desire significantly easier because that is the core essence of the desire that you're trying to manifest. So for example, if you're wanting to launch a business, the key, the core essence could be, and this can be super obvious, could be, hey, I wanna create something that I really love and that is of value to other people. And when you think about that, you're like, yeah, of course, like that's what every business is about. And that, I think that's how most of them start. And that's why a lot of times, like there's so much energy and positivity and a lot of belief that's going into manifesting that and creating that business. But then we start getting bogged down in the Instagram. And am I making enough posts? If, am I on enough platforms? Um, is my branding colors, is that the right colors? Um, are the words on my landing page perfect? Or maybe I should tweak this word to this one other word or like switch them around, even though it just, so it becomes a, a lot of distractions that kind of split your energy away from that core key that is the essence of it. And in reality, all of those little pieces like the branding and the colors, yeah, they're important, but they're so minuscule in importance than the actual core of it because yeah it's just yeah I know what you mean that. no so like if yeah. i was if i was to take if i was to jump in here and um mm -hmm. yeah like i love the way that you word that because that is everything that i work with it's everything that i work with in my team as well mm -hmm. we're huge on like intention setting and manifestation and what we talk about it's not a, just about sitting there and going oh i wish this will happen or oh, wow, so lucky that just happened. It's like, no, like mm -hmm. manifestation for people listening is like the ability to set an intention, have belief in it, but also take action towards it. And so what I think Trishna is alluding to here as well is like, I've been bogged down in the social media side of things. I'm just like, because I love words so much and I know the importance mm -hmm. of language. I'm like, oh, I just like really want to make sure that I'm putting this out there. And it doesn't feel like it captivates everything, but we need to come back to our deep levels of why we're doing it. So when you know your why and that side for me was like when everything changed, I was like, when I know my why of, of anything that I do in terms of like, I just want to add value to people. I just want to serve people because that really does mm -hmm. serve my soul. And it doesn't then matter how that comes out, what that looks like, whether the algorithms look quite right, whether, you know, I know that is important for Instagram and certain things for algorithms and timings, but that I just, I'm not like that. I'm just like, well, I'm putting it out there and it's mm -hmm. going to be in my way. And, you know, it might not look like one white post with one black post, one white post with one black post. Like it doesn't look pretty as such, but I know that the results are coming in by the fact that I'm getting people like you on here. I'm getting other people start to message or see what you do. So it's like, stop getting bogged down and it needing to be perfect before executing. It's like, yeah, just, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe I didn't really answer it. I just tailored no, on no. you and, and left it open-ended again. <laughs> Confused that. No, no, no. I love that. I love that because um, all the stuff that I'm channeling is multidimensional, meaning that when you read it, it's going to hit you a different way each time that you read it. And mm. it's going to hit each person in a different way, depending on where they are, because 
it's it's something that is timeless in a sense it's something yes. that every time you go back to it you're going to be a different person but what's written there is like adjusted to it has many meanings that can fit a variety of scenarios um yeah for whoever is called to it <laughs> oh i love that it's called a key i do, i don't know i mm-hmm. just i love your style I'll let you keep going. Otherwise, I'm just going to sit here in dreamer mode of like, you're just amazing. (laughs) You are too. I'm glad we found each other. It was really great that you reached out. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Let's see. All right. So I have one more, one more that I, one of my favorite laws is the law of chaos. So this is an energy that when it enters your life, most people get a little scared scared by it because chaos is what it's it's confusion it's uncertainty it's fear it's indecision it's literally my whole life is crumbling right now or that's how it feels and so it can feel terrifying it's like this thing that i don't want but (laughs) i love chaos and i love utilizing it the thing about chaos though is you can't control it because by definition it is what it's that which cannot be controlled so if you try to control it if you're in the midst of chaos and you're trying to make sense of it and like, no, I'm going to organize everything and it's all going to work out or I'm going to, I'm going to figure out my plan through this. <laughs> if you try to control it in any way, it's just going to not listen to you. <laughs> and at the end of it, you're going to probably feel just as stressed or like very relieved. Yeah. But you're not like going to feel fully satisfied. But if you ride through the chaos, if you're just like, you know what? Thank you, chaos, for coming in. Thank you for crumbling my life because something obviously needed to be crumbled in order for me to get what I want. You're crumbling it, you're shattering it. And then once you're done, I'm just gonna let you do your thing. Once you're done, all the pieces are gonna be put in the right places because they weren't before. And I've just noticed that whenever I listen to Law of Chaos and I allow it into my life very willingly, my manifestations come so fast because I don't see a negative, like, I think when I started my manifestation journey, if I was like putting all this intention and like positive thoughts towards something and then things didn't work out, I thought I did it wrong. Or I thought, you know what, this isn't a real thing or the universe hates me or something like that. Like I thought it wasn't a part of the process, but it is a part of the process. (laughs) It's a very important part. And it's leaning into that, you know, like, and I think that is maybe how I would define grace is when you can most mostly lean into chaos like when you can do Mm. that I think they're the most graceful and eloquent and wise people that I look to emulate I guess I'm just like oh I just like want to I want to be like that and I try and do that Mm -hmm. in as many situations as I can so I love that you also love chaos like I know for so many people the need for certainty is so high. So leaning into that is a really, really scary thing for people of like, it's the unknown. It's all of their triggers. It's all of their fears. And to go like, why would I lean into that? It's like, we'll see what happens once you do, once you acknowledge that it's there, Mm -hmm. once you acknowledge your, like your deepest, um, deepest seated fears, your triggers. Like once you do that, you understand yourself more. And it's like, well, well, why is this happening for me rather than like, why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say something. Yeah. Okay. So for me, the way that I sometimes think of it is like when, okay, when I'm trying to manifest something 
and then the complete opposite happens. And it's like everything blows up in the complete opposite direction of what I want. The universe is obviously responding to you. Like it is clearly being like, hey, I heard you and I know you want this bad. Let me just like clear out all this stuff so I can give it to you. So I see it as like a direct response. Like, oh, awesome. You heard me. Great. Thanks. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That is so cool. Oh, we're such soul sisters. I'm like, how many lives ago did we meet, girl? This is crazy. I know. Maybe we've had a few and it took us a while to find each other this time, but I love it. Me too. Perfect time. Yeah, it is. Um, So along the way here, I know that a lot of this has been so innately a part of who you are and you've, you know, the number eight and the age eight that you were, it's all come through, Mm -hmm. but like, who did you, other than your teacher that you mentioned before, who have you kept as like role models and mentors around you to keep you grounded on the path or focus when it could, you could so easily, I guess, suppress the feeling of, of like all of your beautiful skills, but you could also get really lost in, in, a, in like the huge spiritual world that there is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know that I would use the term role models, but the term mentor or the term guides and supporters, I feel like that resonates for me. Cool. So um, I would say that the first guide on my journey was my grandpa. So I actually grew up living with him. He lived with us in our our home and he very much wanted to be like a yogi. (laughs) He was, you know, an old guy and he wanted to like work on his enlightenment and everything. And I was there and he wanted a buddy. So uh, I've been meditating since I was eight and actually I didn't realize that connection to the number eight. Um, But that that is a very powerful number because I think eight is also my growth number. Um, Uh, So yeah, it's like, and I do really like the number eight. It's like, I like that number. So I would say he was my first role. It's hard to say role model for me. So I'll just stick with guide, like guide and mentor. Because he's yeah. the one that really got me into the spiritual realm and even made me realize that psychic abilities could be a thing. Because even though I was getting psychic information before even knowing that being psychic was a thing, when he told me about it, like, then I was like, oh, so that's what's been happening to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he'd be the first. And then um, Stephanie, who is the, the teacher that I came upon in my early 20s, who kind of taught me how to do some of this on call. And then I have a really good friend, John. So he and I have been friends for many, many years. And he took me along a bit of a different path. So I've like kind of swung a a, a kind of a pendulum where I was very manifestation focused and that was awesome. And then he is a little bit more about the higher self and kind of listening to that guidance and going down that path. And for me, really the best part is in the middle. It's like that balance, but I have to go to each extreme to really understand both sides to find that balance. So he would be another mentor, definitely very encouraging. on my journey when I was doing a lot more of the live readings and like doing more of the paid readings over video, for example, I would be really worried of like, oh, what if nothing comes through or what if it's not like the right advice? And he gave me like really wonderful advice. Like, hey, if your intention is to help, it doesn't really matter what comes through, what doesn't come through, that intention is going to be what carries through and you're going to help them regardless. So just know that. And so that like, he's definitely been a very good guide along the way and then supporters is definitely my parents my parents aren't super into the spirituality thing also my husband isn't too too much either but they've all you know humored me (laughs) but that just like goes to show who you are as a person still like pursuing that as well and knowing that 
everyone is at a different stage of life. They're at a different, like they're on a different path that we're on. So it's not about trying to bring everyone into your religion or to your spirituality or to the work that you do. It's like, we need that diversification. Like I'm sure your husband is in your life to challenge you with, mm-hmm. with all of the topics that you bring up in your books or all of that yeah. kind of stuff that like helps you become more solid in the message that you give. Um, and I think mm. that's such a beautiful thing. Like I'm sure your parents do that for you as well of like, oh, it brings mm-hmm. up this frustration or like this question. And it's like, okay, like why don't I write about that? Why don't I channel that chaos? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it is very interesting. It is so interesting because, yeah, they are kind of like that where I'll share something and be like, well, that's not real. But then they'll also ask me like, Trisha, what are your secrets? How are you so <laughs> successful? How do you bring all this wealth? I'm like, I can tell you, I will, but I don't know that you're really going to believe me. And they're like, oh, you don't share this stuff with me. And then I share it. And they're like, well, that, that's not that that's not how it is. I'm like, I, I give you the secrets to the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny? Like, because it's like you're still their kid. They've seen you go through all of these stages. So it's like when you're closest to someone, you almost don't believe what they do. It's like, this is a real job. Like, this is actually what I do. If you want to hear about it, actually pay me money and book in, mum, because yeah. otherwise you're not taking this seriously. And it's, yeah, it's all good and well. Like, you you seem very grounded in yourself. And I'm sure you've gone through those stages of, like, this is actually hurtful or feeling frustrated. Like, but, you know, you get to that point where you go, actually don't need them to like what I'm doing. I don't need them to understand because the people that will be your sole clients are, you know, people like myself who have come and found you in that auspicious kind of way. And it's, um, yeah, it's a magical thing, but gosh, family is an, it's an interesting <laughs> choice that we come into this world with, isn't it? It's like, why do I choose you as my family? Like, man, I love yous, but gosh, you seem so different to like <laughs> who I am. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They don't, they're not always super into the spiritual, but like I said, they do humor me <laughs> yeah. and um, they do their best and they've definitely been very supportive in so many ways. So yeah, it's kind of like what you're saying where I don't really need people to be of the same mindset. Yeah. I think it's because I think the psychic thing really helps because when you've had so many experiences and when I started doing it more on call, I started documenting things. I started thinking like, okay, I'm going to go out for dinner with this person. This is what we're going to talk about. Um, Maybe this is going to happen. This is what our server is going to look like. You know, I'll just write down things that I was picking up on and put it in an email just for myself. And then afterwards I would go back and I would, I would look at, okay, where was I right? Where was I wrong? Um, Usually I was right, (laughs) but if I was wrong, like, okay, what, how, how did I feel about it when I got the message? Was I uncertain about it? And just after, you know, a year, two years of just documenting and just seeing the evidence and crazy things, like pretty weird things that you never thought would happen. Um, eventually you're just like, well, I don't need anybody else to believe it because I've got all the proof in my life. <laughs> so right. yeah, I think that helps for sure. How do you keep yourself grounded in, in yourself when you are dealing with these I guess external energies and I mean we probably all have access to them but you've got more of a special gift to really have direct access and know how to use it so like when I see you and when I speak to you like I know that you are grounded in yourself you're not getting carried away by this like what is it what does the day in Trishna look like to to center yourself yeah all right that's a great question so um yeah I 
So like a full moon, most full moons do mess with me. I don't really know what word to use, but somewhere within like three days before, three days after, it's like all these things that I have been ignoring, little issues that I was like, ah, oh, I don't need to deal with that. Or that's not a big deal. Or I don't need to address that. It's like they all surface and they surface with such intensity. I know, you're, you know, um, and yeah, I just, I know that now. Because I used to, what I used to do is I used to mark on my calendar happy and sad days. I was really happy and mark a smiley face. I was really sad and mark a sad face. And I didn't really know too much about moons, but kind of through the process later on, I realized, oh, there's like full moons and new moons. So I went back to my calendar and I mapped out when they fell. And it was always, usually it's around full moons for me. New moons, like I can usually skate by, all right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the wolf, the wolf energy and the full moon, you know, love that, love that moon. So yeah, um, I guess it's because I understand the law of chaos. And so I know that when all of this surfaces up, it's just energy that if I work through it, it's just gonna give me the complete opposite. So one thing I like to talk about, and this is, I, I didn't realize this was actually one of the fundamental laws, the law of polarity. I used to always call it the law of duality, but the law of polarity, polarity. is where, yep. And I love that law too. <laughs> it's like, I love all the difficult laws. Yeah, same. <laughs> because I just know, yeah, I know how much power they hold. So with a lot of polarity, anything that you want has, and I know you know this, but I guess for the viewers, um, like the law of polarity, there's the side of what, so for anything that you want, there's a side of what you, like it existing and the side where it doesn't exist. The happy it's here and the longing wishing it's here. So with a full moon, that's where all the negative side of things tends to crop up for me. And I know that because it's, it's both existent, existing, both are real and both currently hold a charge. Okay, so it's two sides. If I just remove the charge, the emotional charge that I have on the side that talks about all the things that I don't want or the things that aren't working out, if I just let go of that charge, the weight of that drops and the only thing left is what I want. And that's why I feel like with chaos, it just manifests so fast because I make peace with the worst case scenario. And I like really feel into it and I don't fear that. And I have a lot of Scorpio in my chart too. So I like the darkness and all that. <laughs> Transformate. Yeah. Trisha's temple transformation. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, with the full moon, it does it does get me too. But I, I know. And so when I start to feel it, I'm just very big on taking those days to really work through those energies, making peace with the things that are coming up and just setting the energy right and right. allowing just a side of what I do want to exist. And then usually within the next week or so, it's like all the pathways open up for me and things start getting resolved. Oh, but I love, this. but I mean, I will spend, you know, on those days, the energy is really heavy and I will spend like three hours in a day, just like, all right, let's just work through all. Like, I'm very committed. <laughs> I'm very committed. Yeah. Well, this is what makes me just, I'm like, I feel this huge, I feel like you need to meet my sister because it's like, I don't know what it mm -hmm. is. I'm just feeling like I haven't said this on, I don't think any of the episodes that I've had, but I just feel like you two need to meet and connect. So I will make that happen. Um, <laughs> I will meet because, Sahara. <laughs> yeah, Sahara for sure. Address her like yeah. that. She'll be like, oh, I love that. Um, <laughs> but like a few days ago, so I was saying to her, you know, the full moon's approaching. This is usually when I start to feel like big topics start coming up. Like they seem to mm -hmm. come out of nowhere. And we had a really biggish incident happen when we were out with like um, her dog. And, you know, she's like, 
I don't know why this is happening. I said, it's interesting because this happens almost every time of the month and it's not like, you know, Mm -hmm. oh, it's just your period, it's just this. But Mm -hmm. she did coincidentally get her period on the full moon as well. And then I started looking into the red moon and it was like all wolf energy and it was like healer's Mm -hmm. energy, wisdom. And because like mine, I tend to be in sync with the new moon and we tend to be more in sync with the moon that we were we were born on as well, which is like a whole other cool, cool thing. Um, mm-hmm. But but that's why I think my sister and I work super, super well together is that we're like, we. I feel like we're the same person, but when you talk about polarity, it's like being the moon, one being the sun or like one being here and one being there. And I love talking about that, like for one reaction, there's an equal and opposite reaction. For one decision, you're saying yes to one thing, you're saying no to one thing. For that masculine energy that I put out when I'm in a like really fiery mm-hmm. mode, there's also the feminine essence that I love to step into. And, and same for you. Like I know that would all be the same for you as well. And like, I yeah, I don't know, mm-hmm. something about opposites and polarity and, and chaos. Like I'm just like, I'm in. This is where it's at. Yeah. Wow. No, I love that about you and your sister. She's beautiful. The sun she and the moon. To, yeah. And she used to tell me she was from India and I would believe her and I'd be like, well, like, what do your big brown eyes see? Because mine are so different to yours. And she's like, yeah, well, uh-huh. I was adopted from India. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Like that makes sense. <laughs> what yeah. the hell? Like we were <laughs> tiny when this happened. Like it's like, yeah. who comes up with that kind of stuff? Wow. Maybe she had a past life or something. Where are you from, or maybe girl? Yeah. Like, what's your... I'm from, uh, well, ancestry. Uh, yeah, I'm from India, too. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you'll have to see her and just, I feel like, yeah, I'm curious to, as to whether you'll get, like, a message or anything come through. It Has any messages come through while we've been talking? Um, Right before we talked. Well, we can, we can chat. We can, we can <laughs> I don't chat know if you want me to display... That. Yeah, we can chat after the recording. Yeah, okay. for sure. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yes. Okay, so we spoke about basically your journey into, into the work you do, which has been from an extremely young age. We've spoken about your guides, your mentors, your teachers in life, which I've mm-hmm. loved hearing. And I think we, you know, there's perpetual teachers and guides along the way. Sometimes mm-hmm. the guides are are challenging people sometimes the guides are animals sometimes the guides are just mm-hmm. messages coming through that's actually like our own thoughts and um and and what I'd love to hear from here is like what do you read what do you invest your time in listening to when you can kind of tune into anything that you want like what would you actually digest physically like physical books yeah physical books or okay. podcasts or <laughs> Um, songs or anything like that Mm -hmm. okay so I do have answers to this hold on let me just think about yeah (laughs) all right so I actually I love business so one of my favorite podcasts you you do yeah I don't know what it is about it it's just I love it oh girl okay you seriously are like (laughs) the third sister come live here with us already (laughs) okay (laughs) I would love to do that. Yes, you would love it here. Yeah. Have you heard of the story? Yeah. Um, are you? Oh, yeah, you're in Australia. That's right. I've always wanted to go there. So I will definitely be visiting at some point and I will cool. definitely you, Come and stay, literally. Yeah, okay. we're, we're okay. in a place called Secret Harbor, 
Um, I've just moved from Tasmania this year to live with my sister because I just, again, I felt that connection. I was just like, I don't know what it is, but I'm packing up and leaving and taking one bag and I just know I need to reunite with them. And it's just life has just been so incredible. So, yeah, when you're mm -hmm. in Australia or whether I'm over your way first, let's just hang out. I feel like there's something okay. big here. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm in Texas right now. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. In Dallas. So, oh, yeah. When you come here, I'll take you out. It'll be fun. Awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of the Story Brand podcast? The Story Brand? Mm hmm. No. I'm going to type it. Actually, no, I'll write it. Where did I put my book? Um, the story brand no tell me about it yeah I'm trying to look at if I have that book in this room so basically the story brand podcast is a podcast that is mainly led by a guy named Don Miller I believe is his name and he also has another guy on there I can't remember his name right now but they're like such a good duo and they talk about how to do marketing from a story perspective but I just really like a lot of things that they talk about they kind of go in a a bunch of different directions but it all relates to like all the amazing things about business so they do go into personality tests like the enneagram test and i think that's really awesome and they talk about like um you know in a story there's like the inner desire and then there's the external challenge or desire and when you watch the movie it's all about the external but really you're relating to the internal and how to bring that into your business and so yeah like i really really enjoy the podcast and then he wrote a book and he actually has a whole bunch of workshops the book is based off of the workshops and it's called Story Brand, I believe. And I can send you the information later. But yeah, that's one of the ones that I like when it comes to podcasts. Um, I've obviously started listening to your podcast. Mm, I feel like there's like more there. Okay. When it comes to books. So I feel like at this point in time, I have my particular spiritual process that's very figured out. Like I was saying before, where I've, I've done a lot of readings for things and I've written them down, you know, like I've done, I've done a lot to kind of figure out what works for me. So usually whenever I'm reading, I'm not really reading for myself, you know, maybe sometimes I am, but usually I'm reading to expand my knowledge just to see what else I can share with other people. So I love watching like magic videos on YouTube, like magic with the K. So all the witchy stuff mm -hmm. and, you know, I've tried it, but it's not really my process, but like, I know so much about it that I've been helping some people who have been struggling with manifesting with the law of attraction. I'm just like, okay, you're, you're, um, you're focusing too much on, are you saying the affirmations enough times in a day? And, um, is this going to work or not? Like you're, you're being too mental about it. So you know what, light a candle, make it this color, um, really sit with yourself, figure out what you want, write it down. And then all you have to do is do that one time and you sit with it. And when you feel like you're done, you're done. You light the candle every day for seven days and you don't have to do any more affirmations. You just do that one thing. And then every day you just check, you just check the flame. Um, is the flame going strong? Okay, you're good. You don't have to do anything else, just light it. If it's, if it's kind of low, then maybe you want to add a little bit more intention into it. When you feel like you're done, drop it. You know, so it's kind of like, um, wow. it gives me, like, I like reading about all, I just love all of it. <laughs> and yes. I feel like it helps me help other people. Cause like you were saying, not everybody is of the same, style or religion for lack of better terms so yep. i like to be very diverse in, in my knowledge because it's fascinating but then it can help people wherever they're at and like what i feel like their style is 
um, if you want a specific book, so in writing the secret laws of the universe books that I'm doing and having a general idea of some of the laws, I recently bought the book, the Kabbalion, and that has the original seven hermetic philosophies. So that's where the law of polarity is in it. And it actually just came today. So I haven't read it yet, but I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm reading another book right now. It's like, um, how to live your life with purpose. And oh. again, it's not really for me because I feel like I know where I'm at, but have you read that book? Is it Dan Sullivan? No, it's like a purple book. And I think it's written by a lady. It's like a workbook. Okay. Okay. I'll write that yep. down. Yeah. And, you know, even in the beginning of that book, she has a different philosophy of things than I do. But, you know, it's good for me to know those kinds of philosophies because it all it's ties just so in, interesting. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so interesting how, like, I read about that and then I go talk to my friend who happens to be a spiritual friend. She's like, do you believe in soul contracts? And I was like, well, um, <laughs> not personally, but I can tell you all about it. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yep. It's like always so timely. Like you said, I feel like if I was to give you a name, it's like the 30 second before. It's like, you know, just uh -huh. that moment before everything happens. Like, oh, yeah, I already know that. Like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Hey, I was just thinking yeah. we were talking before. Did we ever go into what grounds you, what keeps you centered? Because I feel oh. like I must have spoken over you or something. I'm like, I no, don't know what you said. <laughs> we, we talked about it a little bit. Okay, so basically what grounds me. So I do have a personal process that I use. I call it PSIMAGE, P-S-I-M-A-G-E, because I need like fancy acronyms like that yes. so that I know what I'm going to do. Yeah. So for that, for me, the P is basically any kind of psychic downloads that I'm getting that day. Um, I'm really more fluid in my psychic approach. I don't usually look into the energy unless I want something specific or I'm stuck, but I just leave it open. Uh, just you know, something Love needs to that. come in that day. Yeah. And then I have the S, which is basically like speaking life or speaking my story. So it's kind of like the setting intentions, but I don't do it as like this has to happen. It's like I just tell the story and I keep it open and it's not to make it happen. It's just to kind of like create a story. And in that way, I'm like very gently shifting my beliefs instead of forcing the beliefs because forcing beliefs never works. <laughs> yep. And then I is for inspiration. So, okay, so this kind of relates to the, the question you recently asked about things that I I watch and read and physical stuff that I consume. So the witchy stuff, sometimes it's really fun. It puts me in a really good mood because they have all these herbs and it's so earthy and mm. I'm not like that, but I love the vibes. Yes. Um, some, yeah. Sometimes I listen to a little bit of Abe Hicks. In the past, I've listened to Bashar. Not too much. He's like the alien channeler, which he, okay, can I just say, I remember, so I haven't listened to a lot of him, but I remember like in 2014 or something, 2012, he said, and I've been looking for the channeling, but I think he took it down. He said within the years of 2016 to like 2024 or 2018, something like that, somewhere in this time frame, he said there are gonna be some massive changes and the ETs are gonna make themselves more known to about 80% of the population. And I don't know if you've been following news here in the US, but, we're all about the UFOs right now. The government's supposed to disclose us. So I'm just like, whoa. Okay. And then of course with COVID, I mean, major changes. So, wow. so I'm like, all right, channelers, you, you got something, got something going on there. <laughs> it's like channelers, astrology, 
like all of that stuff it's like these things happen in cycles we we're cyclical beings the world is cyclical and we think like because we look at things so horizontally like if we were to get a bird's eye view and, and really have that transverse like view of life we'd be like mm, like mm-hmm. that makes sense and I feel like that's yeah. your approach to life you're just like oh this makes sense I can see that this is happening and it's it's almost like when you can channel it's like getting a bird's eye view in a sense I'll send you a um I'll send you a song that I wrote that has has lyrics like that I think you'll like it Ooh, okay yeah okay I'm excited yeah you kind of brought up something that made me think of another answer to the self staying grounded which is oh no I just forgot hold on uh channeling information oh all right we'll come back we'll come back to that so we got up to psi yep all right so then mage okay because i like the idea of like magic and stuff and i'm like psychic so signage (laughs) so mage so the m is meditation oh yeah (laughs) the uh the things that i do to stay grounded came back through just go with it we'll 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 get there yeah people will follow if they're meant to i'm following i don't really care okay cool (laughs) all right so the m is meditation um so that's just basically like i don't make myself have to meditate for 10 minutes or 20 minutes i like the idea of like 20 minutes 22 minutes 22 being you know like a creation master number yeah because 22 doesn't feel super long like 30 and I feel like it's enough time to kind of get into it. But if it's only five minutes in a day, then it's only five minutes in a day. Like I don't, I'm not very strict about this process. So I just meditate usually, usually just me and myself, just kind of clearing my thoughts or really just sitting in the moment and just being like, wow, like this is a moment and it's amazing. And that just feels really good. Just like expand. Um, the A is like, it's not actually one that I have anything for. It was act as if, because that's a pretty powerful process for me, but I don't really do that so much. It's really more like staying in alignment and I mean, I need the A for mage, so. <laughs> Alignment's nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think and that's yeah, just staying so- true to like everything that you're doing. So it's almost like a natural progression of all of the other letters up until that yeah. point. If you're doing them, then the A is already existent. It's like, okay, that's yep. cool. Yep. Yep. No, I totally agree. And then G is gratitude. So mm. gratitude is a word that I'm meh about because gratitude usually you say or you feel when someone, when you were in a really difficult situation and someone saved you or, and so you feel relief. So it's like kind of perpetuating this feeling of needing to be saved or everything was out of control. Or now sometimes when you feel gratitude, you feel like you owe someone a favor because they did you a favor. So gratitude is not really the word that I like to use, but it fits with the mage. So that's why it's there. Um, I like just kind of thinking about what I'm excited about. Like what excites me today? And I feel like that usually puts me into that appreciation kind of gratitude mode. So that's the G. (laughs) And then, um, oh, I remember what I wanted to say. Yep. I'm not going to forget it this time. Okay. I'll finish the E. Okay. The E is, oh yeah, that's like the, the healing that I do. Sure. That's really, so for me, it's very intuitive healing. And that's what I'm primarily doing during those full moon heavy energy time periods because I almost can't do anything else. And I know that if I work through that energy, the awesomeness is on the other side. So that's more intuitive. Um, but like on my YouTube channel, I list out how to do it in a less like 
energy intuitive way and how to like write it out and do the same thing even if you're not as in tune with your intuition although if you practice meditation you will be but <laughs> yes, yes for sure so I ego oh it's e because sorry i realized that it doesn't make sense like oh yeah <laughs> i was like energy I'll healing. <laughs> yeah i i kind of use that term it's like an e for me because um before i really realized it was healing it was just something that i did to kind of give myself an energetic massage so it was always an energetic massage to me in my mind that's why it's the e <laughs> yeah because it feels that. good when i like yep release yeah it's like giving your your body the self-care in a way of like Mm -hmm. it's everything that you can do for you. Um, and I actually love the point that you bring up with gratitude and, and it's why I do gratitude like in, in all moments, not just when it's been like, oh, I'm so grateful that this went this way because of, again, the polarity, it's not when I have the biggest polarity, it's actually like I'm grateful for everything that's coming. And like you said, it's like an excitable term or like I'm grateful for this moment because it's really good. Like it doesn't have to mm -hmm. be, oh, I'm grateful because... I came from the pits and like, you know, go into your, your, yeah. your story or whatever it is. It's like, be grateful for, for all moments or be excited for all, like all the things that could be coming or that are already existent. And I, like the, what you said before, like much earlier was like the polarity thing really suck. It's like when I focus on letting one side fall away, all that's left is like everything that I am everything that is to be everything that's coming. And I'm like, Oh, like, yes, I need you in yeah. my life. <laughs> yeah, no, I love your perspectives. Cause you like, you kind of add to it. I'm just like, Oh yeah. Like there are all these different other ways of thinking about it. And I like it. Cause okay. Here's the thing that I forgot yes. that I re-remembered. Okay. Yeah. The grounding thing. Cause this ties into that. Um, I think what really keeps me grounded is that I am very committed or like very excited about inner growth, like self-growth. Okay. So when I'm trying to manifest something, you could think of like, oh, what are all these blocks in my way? But for me, I'm just like, oh, like, how do I need to grow to like attain certain skills or like, um, you know, kind of grow myself to like be at that level of that attainment kind of thing. Yeah. So I think that's what keeps me grounded is whenever there are a lot of energies and I do see and I am feeling a lot of it, it is doing the whole chaos polarity thing, but that comes from the underlying like kind of interests and like drive for the inner growth because I know like, oh, I'm going to grow. And then I also get what I want. It's like bonus and bonus win with. <laughs> yeah. I love everything that you're into, which just, I know that this is going to be a real deep friendship moving forward because all of your values of like inner growth business, like that mix of being able to go like, let's just talk about like different energies that you're channeling like animals nature people I think like people are so interesting and that's probably mm -hmm. like where all of you know like your awesome work comes from too is like you having always been the messenger in the middle of like you're getting inspiration from yeah everything around you like energy is just so cool Yes. Wow. I like that. I really like that. No, I think you're right. I think a lot of things that I get come from my conversation. I haven't like opened the vault yet. And when I do talk to people, like a lot of my friends, I will say things that I know, but like I haven't verbalized it before. 
and to me it's just like oh stuff that i know but they're like oh let me write that down let me take notes here so yeah i think i think there is a lot of channeled stuff that comes through even with people that i have not fully appreciated so thank you mm, you're welcome <laughs> yeah what what is what is the huge difference between when you're channeling um animal spirit and human soul spirit like what what are the differences of messages that come through to be honest i feel like animals are significantly wiser oh, than yeah. we are yeah <laughs> well said <laughs> and and plants as well yeah like uh it's just i mean of course it depends on the personality some of some some like puppies are just really focused on the physical. Like a lot of us are physical, like trying to figure out, you know, I'm hungry or <laughs> um, yeah. I have all these things that are going wrong in my life. But, you know, a lot of animals tend to be very like broad, I, I guess, especially the, I guess the less domesticated ones mm -hmm. now I think about it. Um, they tend to be very broad and like very wise and have the kinds of information that you would want, like universal information. They're yeah. definitely like the keys that are like connected to it a lot more because I think they live more in that flow and we've been trained to live a little bit more in structures that are dictated by other people and then we lose that sense of ourselves and then we get caught up in that sense of ourselves and trying to figure out our way out of it. Okay. <laughs> <That's not there. laughs> yes, that could go on forever. I'll, I'm, I'm like, yeah. I'm so there, but it's like, again, yeah, we're, we live in such a distracted world, don't we? That so many people mm -hmm. would relate to what you just said and it's like, you could go on Instagram, you could go on YouTube and get lost in the friggin' funnel web of just distraction. And so it's like, I love mm -hmm. that, you know, this signage that you have is like this way of coming down. And it's like seven steps to go, like with the, um, with the letters, there's seven letters there too. And I feel like there's, yeah. Oh my really gosh. Cool. Yeah. I feel like you could um, wow. try and work that into your chapters also. I don't know. Like I, it's like seven and eight seem to be, yeah, some sort of uh -huh. you, which is really cool. Okay, okay, yeah, no, I'm gonna keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, you said something. Okay, yeah. So another difference between like channeling humans and animals is animals tend to not have a filter. I don't think I've ever really come across had a filter where and can you just repeat that? Sorry, the the internet, here, the internet here was just being mm -hmm. a little bit um, funny. Can you just repeat that again? I heard okay. that animals don't have a filter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Animals don't have a filter, at least not one that I've really come across, even domesticated ones. They're just very pure in what they say and they don't really overthink it. And it's just what they think is what they share. But with humans, because we haven't really learned how to know what we want or what we think for ourselves. And, you know, we, we grow up learning um, maybe we should be a certain way or we should want certain things and it gets really jumbled. So mm -hmm. for us, um, I, I noticed that a lot of times what I see for someone is different than what they will tell me. But like in a lot of my readings, I'll say like, hey, I'm seeing this in your energy and like this happened or whatever. Like, no, 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 that's not what it was or no. No, I'm not really blah, blah, blah. And then 30 minutes in, they'll start describing everything that I said. I was like, hey, wasn't that what I just said? They're like, oh, yeah, you're right. So that happens all the time where there's a contradiction in what's in the energy and what they're consciously aware of just because, I mean, we're busy. Animals really aren't that busy. They have time to just like chill and stuff. We yeah. don't have time to like <laughs> process through everything and like align ourselves all the time. So um, not, not a 
not a um a ding on humans <laughs> yeah we can learn yeah, so that's... much from animals I feel like dogs and dogs and wolves are, are certainly something that I feel more more resonant with I might have to get you to um give a little reading for my sister's dog who's called Lushka because he had yeah a bit of an incident okay. um the other day which was just so out of character but it was it was at that time where things were coming up and it's like he's such a mm-hmm. a beautiful boy and and she named him with the um the name is for warrior or fighter or something I think it's like an American Indian name okay. it's cool I love it Lushka it's very pretty yeah <laughs> it is really pretty um for for purposes of time girl let's do another mm-hmm. podcast but for wrapping okay. it up do you have like any final messages that is coming through that you want to share to our viewers or listeners before I ask you like where they can find you, where they can get in contact? Mm, okay. So nothing really major coming through. Um, I really enjoy being on the podcast and really, I'm just really excited to channel these books because I've definitely lived, like I was saying before, kind of the lifestyle where I was manifesting and like really using the laws and going in tandem with them. And then also I've lived sides where I wasn't really working with the laws and it's definitely a lot easier when you're going with the flow of the laws and kind of have an understanding of them. Not that the laws rule over you, but usually they carry themes and you know it can be very beneficial if you're aware of them. So I know what it's like to work with it and like how much success can come into your life and how much joy and how fulfilling it can be. So I'm like very excited to share this. And that's really my why, I guess. I don't think I ever got to that part of like, why am I doing this? Um, I'm just really excited to like share, share, (laughs) share stuff. Um, So yeah, if you want to learn more about me, I do have a YouTube channel. It's called Trishna's Temple of Transformation. And I have like psychic readings on there. I have healings on there. Um, Lots of law of attraction videos. That is like my favorite topic. That is essentially what I'm channeling just through different entities. Um, so I have like, if you're new to the law of attraction or if you've used a law of attraction and it didn't work for you, I have a law of attraction playlist and like the first seven to eight videos are step-by-step everything to do. It's very practical. And if you do it, it will work and then figure out your own way because each person is different. So if you're doing it, do it because it's going to work. And then if it's not always resonating with you, then you can kind of adjust it to your needs. But if you're struggling, like that's definitely where I'd start. And then also, um, my hub is... My website which is trishnastemple.com and yeah <laughs> i will include all of her details in show notes wherever people are watching this or listening to this and if you somehow can't figure out how to get in contact with her hit me up and i will lead you in her direction because she has just been so fun from the beginning like her level of energy and excitement is not anything um more than what you're getting here today it's so authentic it's so beautiful and excitable and it's like this level of passion like you know when someone's practicing the work themselves and and this is the people that I love getting drawn to who aren't just speaking about the work that they do they're actually practicing and living it as well so I I appreciate your time your wisdom your energy and um just yeah your overall vibe is just like I just want to know more about you and we're going to do more of these. I know it. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun and I'm excited about our chat now. (laughs) Me too. Let's stop the recording so we can hang out. (laughs) 
Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Halo Effect podcast. I really enjoyed recording it and I truly hope that you feel lighter, more inspired and that it really has added value to you or maybe somebody that you shared it with. Keep tuning in and please subscribe, like and share this episode or the episode that you love the most on your social media page and tag me in it and I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. And if you're not on the social media train, that's cool. Just reach out to me via text or email and I'll get back to you there. The more feedback that you continue to give, the more value I can continue to give back to you. And with that, I'm signing out with oceans of love and light. Law. Thank you.